0: hello everyone welcome i am so excited to talk to you today about what real self-care looks like as in why might your self-care not look like the articles about self-care that you've read or the listicles about 10 ways that every woman needs to take care of herself that you've seen splashed all over the internet Because the truth is the self-care that we're sold, because yes, a lot of the self-care that we experience in the world around us is through advertising, subtle or otherwise. And that self-care that we're being sold may be vastly, vastly different than the self-care that we actually need which leads to this huge disconnect. And that's why so many of us are walking around throwing our hands up in the air and declaring that self-care is this ludicrous waste of time that only people with a certain amount of privilege deserve to, or or are able (laughs) even, to have in their lives. And one of my purposes on this planet is to dispel the idea that the care that you need is frivolous, selfish, cookie cutter, as in it works for everyone. It's a one-size-fits-all approach. Because self-care at its core has to do with you taking care of yourself, with you meeting your needs consistently, sustainably, messily, as in you don't have to do this perfectly to do this beautifully. You don't have to do this exactly the way everyone else is to do it in a way that really serves and restores you personally, because after all, that's the goal. The goal is that you are restored. The goal is that your energy is maintained so that you have more of yourself to offer the world around you, everything that you care about, the projects that make your heart sing, and the things that you might rather not do, but kind of need to do in order to create the life that you want to create. So today we're talking about that real self-care. And that may look like boring self-care. That may look like mundane self-care. It may look like the things that you really don't want to do. And you'd much rather take a bubble bath instead. But if you're really honest with yourself, a bubble bath isn't what you need to feel more free to feel like your energy is protected, to feel as though your needs are valid and important. So what then, (laughs) if not bubble baths? And truth be told, I'm not a bubble bath person myself. It makes me feel like a lobster in about 3.2 seconds. But I know there are many people out there who love bubble baths, and I am absolutely not trying to bash them. If that is your thing, great, I love it. But what we're talking about today are the really basic ways that we create space and order and structure for ourselves to be able to be our best selves, whatever that looks like for us, because all of our energy levels are going to be different. All of our personal capacities are going to be different. It's going to depend on our health, our experiences, the circumstances of our lives in this exact moment, And so when I talk about feeling really good and feeling really whole, I mean, feeling really good and feeling really whole as the you that you are right now, not as this sort of optimal idealized self that you may hold up as this thing over, you know, holding it over your head as this thing that you're always trying to become. But I mean, the version of yourself right now that feels good, that feels supported, that feels restored, rejuvenated, that feels like wherever you are in your current energy levels, that you're at the top of that, of that game, that particular game. And so when we think about this boring self-care, we're talking about really uh, staunching the flow, <laughs> Of anything that might be hemorrhaging your energy. Because when it comes to energy maintenance, we can either, or ideally we do both, but we can either do things that give us more energy, which is really important. And a lot of us see this as, you know, more traditional self care. It has to do with rest. It has to do with taking time for ourselves, journaling, blank space time outdoors, time that's rejuvenating and restorative, which is absolutely important. But the second part of self-care is the thing that I think we don't think enough about. And that has to do with addressing the places in our lives that we have energy leaks, where we may be spilling energy a lot or even a little over the course of our days and our weeks as that thing goes unaddressed. And the way that I like to think about this in my life is that I have this water balloon full of water energy and even if I have the tiniest pinpricks in that balloon, that water is shooting out of the balloon in these really fine, very fine little jet streams but eventually that balloon will be emptied. It may take a little bit longer. It may not be a big over-the-top emergency that requires all hands on deck and depletes me in a dramatic way. But over time, those little things that go unaddressed, those little things that we're avoiding, those little things that we're not making time or space for will drain us. And so when it comes to defining self care as protecting and maintaining our energy, we have to take into consideration these places where we may be losing energy on a daily basis. Because the more that we're able to plug up those little holes, however little they may be, the more energy we will retain and the more energy that we'll have to use on all of the things that we most want to do. So what does that look like? That may look like taking your meds. It may look like facing your debt. It may look like asking for help, making that appointment, addressing your chair slash floor closet. It may look like cleaning your kitchen, washing your dishes. It may look like developing a system for that. You know, a lot of people who I talk to on a daily basis have this struggle where it's not that they don't know what to do wholesale, it's that they struggle with doing it consistently. And so maybe the problem isn't that uh, or the energy leak isn't that they're not doing it at all, but the energy leak is that they're always thinking about it because they don't have a system or a structure to support them in getting it done. So I'll use the the kitchen example because these are two issues that I face on a daily basis. The first is keeping my kitchen clean, and the second is um my chair slash floor closet situation that I've had basically since birth. And you know, with the kitchen what tends to happen or what has happened in the past is I don't do the dishes during the day because I'm working. Don't do the dishes in the afternoon because I'm mothering. Don't do the dishes after dinner because I'm putting my daughter to bed or feeling tired. Then it gets to be about 10 o'clock when I need to go to bed. I have this huge panic or feeling of guilt about the fact that now I'm really tired and I really don't want to do the dishes and go to bed in that that panic only to wake up in the morning with all of the dishes still in the sink and that's how I start my day is dealing with those dishes. And do I necessarily think that dishes are my most favorite form of self-care? Absolutely not. But waking up in the morning to a kitchen that is clean Where everything's in its place, where the dishwasher's been run, where, you know, the, the everything's been sorted out and dealt with. That is an act of self care. Giving myself that gift enables me to start the day with nothing but the fresh possibility of getting started with whatever the next thing is, whether that's making lunches or recording podcasts or writing emails. And so creating a system for that is what alleviates not only the guilty feelings, but the energy drain that comes from, I know I have to deal with this thing. When am I going to deal with this thing? I know I have to deal with this thing. When am I going to deal with this thing? All day long. If I know, for example, that I fill up my uh, dishwasher over the course of the day, I run it at night, I empty it first thing in the morning so that it's empty, so it can be filled up over the course of the day, and so on and so forth. Then I have a system that enables me to meet that need of keeping my kitchen clean and also frees me from the energetic hemorrhaging of wondering when and how I'm going to be able to address that thing. And the same thing might go for dealing with the clothing situation in my room. Do I think that picking up my clothes and folding it, <laughs> however popular, uh, current... Netflix shows about organizing may be, um, I do not find folding my clothes relaxing nor enjoyable. And yet, I find going to bed in a room that is free of clothing and other general debris relaxing and enjoyable. And so the self-care isn't the folding. The self-care is in receiving the gift that I've given myself of an unfettered bedroom space of a space that is tranquil and serene and also beautiful that looks like me where my favorite things are hung up on the walls and maybe even the walls are painted a color that I really love that uh (laughs) cookie and I really wanted a um cookie's my partner and we really wanted a mirror, or rather I really wanted a mirror and she made this happen for me. I really wanted a mirror that had a golden edge, which I couldn't find anywhere. And the ones that I found were really expensive. And so she, she found this golden mirror or this mirror for me and she spray painted the edge gold. So, you know, now that hangs in our room. And that's an act of self care because when I look at it, I feel a resonance with something deep inside of me. And so part of that self-care is surrounding uh, ourselves with spaces that feel like us so that when we look around, we can connect with a part of ourselves that we really like, that we want to bring out more, that we cherish. And it's really hard to connect with that part of ourselves that we have intentionally put in the room around us if the room is covered in clothing. Now, I posted about this in my Instagram stories, and I got a ton a ton of messages from people who said that they suffer from this same exact issue, who told me, let's get serious, Mara. This 2019 is not going to be the year that we start folding our clothes before we go to bed. And that may or may not be true for you. But the reason that I'm mentioning it is that when we define self-care as going out for a massage or going out for a meal having a brunch with our friends. These are special occasion self-care moments. And it completely overlooks the small ways that we can support ourselves, that we can devote ourselves to making our lives feel as good as possible in a consistent way every single day. It overlooks the stress that we feel uh, over those things that are looming for days and days and days. You know, if you were all here, I would ask you to raise your hand. So I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand in the, in the privacy of your own home. But you know, who out there has stressed out for days, maybe weeks about making that doctor's appointment because they just didn't want to make the call. And so the actual energy that it would have taken to make the call or to have a conversation that you don't really want to have, or to do the little bit of research that's necessary to find a solution, that that energy that would be expended is so much less than the energy that we expend avoiding those things, trying our best to minimize them, trying our best to pretend that they don't matter when they do, trying our best to hide from ourselves. We spend so much energy on that. That is an energy hemorrhage. And so if you are feeling exhausted and you are feeling like you need more of your own energy, it's time to take a look at the places that that energy might be leaking for you. A good place to look are things that immediately make you feel guilty, that make you feel ashamed, that make you just want to get back in bed and pull the blankets over your head that make you want to blame somebody else and say, well, I would have done that, but, you know, it's their problem, or they didn't follow up, or, you know, my partner was supposed to, or they promised and they didn't. Those things that get us all riled up inside and defensive, that's a neon sign pointing towards something that needs to be taken care of, something that we need to take responsibility for. And so, when we're really starting to key into those things, we're also able to key into the depletion that comes with avoiding them and how so often simply doing the task, even if the task might be so difficult, doing the task is less of an energy expenditure than the worry that not doing the task creates and the avoidance. Because we may avoid our credit card debt, but we know it's there can't hide from it completely. can't just shove all those statements in a cardboard box underneath your bed and pretend that they don't exist. Because a part of you always knows that they exist. A part of you always knows it's something that you're going to need to address. And so while it may be terrifying, pulling those statements out, putting them into order and looking at the actual reality of your financial situation, even if it's so scary, Even if you feel completely overwhelmed, the energy expenditure of that will always be less than avoiding it. And at the core, self-care is about protecting and maintaining your energy. So we have to take a look at these things where we may be hemorrhaging energy, these things that we're afraid to look at, these things that we feel embarrassed about, that we think it's only us. Because I can guarantee to you, it is not only you. Any of the things that I've mentioned on this call so far, avoiding the credit card debt, making the appointment, taking your meds, dealing with the clutter or mess in your house, all of those things are things that I have faced personally that I know many, many, many humans who have faced personally. And it could be anything, right? It could be having a conversation about, why you're not having sex in your relationship. And you may want to avoid that. You may definitely not want to have that conversation, but you're not the only one on the planet who feels that way. I promise you. And so any of those shame feelings, any of those isolation feelings, any of those, this is a thing about me that I have to be so embarrassed about because if everyone knew they would know I'm a total failure, you are not a total failure. You are a human we all have these places in our lives that need our attention. We all have these energy leaks that require our attention. And so when you are thinking about what your self-care looks like, you can't overlook these areas because taking care of the hard things, taking care of the places where you need support And addressing them in a way that works for you, that's free of cruelty, punishment, judgment, is only going to help you feel more supported, is only going to help you protect and maintain more of your energy in the future. So how can we address these things in a way that doesn't suck totally? I think that this is a really important question to ask ourselves because so often we think, oh, well, I have to do this horrible thing that I've been avoiding and it's going to be terrible. And I know it's going to be terrible because it's a horrible thing. And so it can't be anything but terrible. Well, most things are less terrible when you're listening to your favorite music, when you're wearing your favorite clothing, when you've bribed yourself with a really delicious cup of whatever it is that you love. When you promise yourself something in return for your hard work and your bravery, and that might be something that you buy, might be a meal out, might be something that you make, might simply be five minutes to look at the wall or a bath, right? As I said at the beginning, if that's are your thing, that is a great way to reward yourself for taking action on something that you didn't want to do in the name of protecting and maintaining your energy. I am 1,000% not above bribing myself to do the things that I want to do because the truth is I benefit from having it done and by whatever means necessary. It doesn't, you don't have to do this perfectly. There is no making the appointment. You don't want to make Olympics. There is no cleaning your kitchen Olympics. And so however you can make that experience better for you, do that. Listen to your favorite podcast while you clean the kitchen. Um, Listen to this podcast while you clean the kitchen, uh, for that matter. Um, Listen to your favorite music. Listen to a book on tape. Make that experience as delicious as possible. Take yourself out to lunch after you do your taxes. You know, bribe yourself with a thing you really want, even if that thing is an afternoon to yourself for a couple of straight days of keeping your room clean bring it old school and and create yourself some sort of sticker chart to to keep track of the times that you have been able to clean the kitchen or declutter your bedroom and take care of yourself in that way. Because not only do we put pressure on ourselves for needing to do the thing, but we also put pressure on ourselves for how we need to do it. That's some sort of I don't know. There's somebody watching us and our level of adulting. We're going to get a prize for doing it in the hardest and most bare bones and least fun way possible. And for what? Why? This is your life. So I encourage you to move forward from this moment and think about what you need to take care of in your life in order to feel more free more aligned with who you are inside. And follow that question up with a question about how you can do that in a way that feels as good to you as possible. Because you don't need to suffer unnecessarily. You are allowed to do this imperfectly. You are allowed to do this in whatever way works best for you. The point is that you do it and not because you have to or because you should or because society thinks it's best if you, but because you care about the quality of your life, you care about the quality of your energy, you care about your relationship with yourself. And the more that you're able to address these energy leaks, the better all of that is going to feel. listening to the needy podcast with Mara Glatzel. If you want to know more about needy or want to tend to your needs with a free needy toolkit, dance on over to the needypodcast.com. If you love today's show, pretty please leave us a review on iTunes and join us next week. And as always, permission loves company. So if there's a human in your life that you think can benefit from this conversation, I would be so grateful if you shared it with them. Thank you. See you next week.